Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome to another exciting and solo episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. We are continuing our series on how to move people from strangers to loyal fans within your community. I'm your host, Kimberly Whitecamp, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist and creator of the Audience Conversion Method, which the Audience Conversion Method is designed to help you move your community from strangers to loyal fans to convert your audience. And, you know, the last episode in this series, we talked about lead magnets. We talked about how to create them, what they should be, how to get those topics and all of that wonderful, great stuff. So today we're going to continue the conversation on exactly how to bring people from that strangers to loyal fans place. So now that you've decided your lead magnet, that's what you go out into the world with saying, hey, I have this thing, who wants it? You can, of course, create a standalone place on your website, and that's kind of what we're talking about today, but you should actively be promoting your lead magnet whenever possible, as it's a great resource for people, right? You created it because they were looking for a tool or resource around that topic, but also so you can convert more people, get in front of more people, entice them with that lead magnet, and that is going to lead them to... Bum ba dum, a landing page. So, if you are new to the world of marketing, a landing page is simply a website page that has one function and one function only, and it's where you drive traffic to. So, everyone who goes to this landing page is expecting to see something very, very specific. For example, some people would consider a services page a landing page because people are looking for services and when they go to a services page, there's a list of services. However, in the world of of online marketing and digital marketing, a landing page is more structured to get people to take a specific action. So with the landing page, the landing page that we're talking about today, the specific action you want someone to take is to give you their email address. Right? We talked about the reason why you're going to use a lead magnet is to get people onto your list. So now, of course, we're talking about how do you create that landing page to get people onto your list. So we're going to dive in today on how to create a high converting landing page. Now, a landing page has a couple of different parts to it, so I'm just going to outline those for you really fast. The most basic structure that works really well, especially when giving away free gifts, is as follows, right? You have a headline, so that headline needs to imply the benefit of downloading the lead magnet. You're going to have a really short description of what the lead magnet is. You're going to have an image of the lead magnet. So, you know, make a 3D image of a book or a PDF or, you know, have a still image from the video that you're directing them to. Whatever it is, but make it so they realize that, oh, that's what they're going to get when they give you their information. Then you're probably going to want about three bullet points of benefits of the lead magnet, you know. Just a quick bullet points of uh, what is going to be inside the lead magnet. And then this is really, really important and something I find is missing in quite a lot of landing pages. You need a call to action. And the call to action is not just a form for people to fill out. You need to tell people to fill out the form. 
I know this may seem really basic, but it needs to be incredibly obvious, such as fill out the form below to grab your copy (laughs) or click the button to get your copy, which the button then opens the form. And on that form, people would see a message if it's a pop-up like, yes, I want my copy. Fill in the information below. I know it may seem redundant. It may seem a little crazy. It may seem like really super obvious. But there's something in our brains that if we're not given a direct order, if we're not given a direct course or, you know, step of action to take, then what happens is uh, it's easy for us to ignore it. It's easy for us to be, oh, that, that could be interesting, but hmm, I wonder where it is, even though the form is right there. So that is the basic outline of a high converting landing page. And now we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what to say in that copy. It's not going to be incredibly detailed, but we'll talk a little bit about how to structure this so that people definitely want to give you their email address, right? These are people who who need this, who want this. This is something they absolutely are looking for. And, you know, this is the, the formula. This is the ideas and framework behind when I create landing pages, one of which, you know, I had a client who was incredibly happy. He was getting cold traffic and he had like tripled his, his conversion rate on the landing page, which was super exciting for him. So first and foremost, the landing page, you want it to be, again, just like the lead magnet, short and sweet. This is not a sales page. You are not asking somebody to spend a lot of money. All you're asking for is their email address. You can't just give them the name and then give me your email address. That's not enough information. It's not compelling enough for people to hand over their email address. However, you also don't need to have like 15 pages of copy. I've seen some landing pages and it's for a free gift and you're like, my goodness, where's the button? Can I put my name in? And if you make it difficult for people, then they won't do it. So just like the uh, lead magnet that we talked about, short and sweet is best. If you can fit the entire landing page on what we call above the fold, that would be great. Usually it's about one scroll. So when I am talking about above the fold, though, think about where your audience is coming from. Are they coming to you from Facebook? Then that landing page needs to be really well designed and laid out for mobile because a lot of people look at Facebook on mobile. And when you click a link, right, you, you're kind of still in the Facebook app and it goes to a page. So it's really important for you to consider where the above the fold section is. It used to be, yes, okay, above the fold is on a laptop screen or on a, on a desktop screen. Uh, but now, you know, more and more people are on their tablets, they're on an iPad, they're on their phone. Mobile definitely is a higher percentage of people online than on desktops. I've personally find I like to make them on desktops just because they're easier to be able to see everything, Uh, but then you always need to check what does it look like on mobile so that you can create a really great experience for people. So that's a little bit of extra (laughs) for you in terms of figuring out the software and all of that, but you know, you want to have it short and sweet. You want to have it really, really obvious, that call to action, as I said, And, you know, what are you going to put in the copy, though? What do you put in the headline and in the description? So the headline needs to match whatever you actually said to drive people to the page. So, for example, if you posted on Facebook and said, hey, I have this gift, it's going to help you do X, Y, Z, then a really good plan is to have the headline read how to do X, Y, Z. Grab this guide. (laughs) And, you know, 
a lot of people want to get super clever with landing pages. They want to, you know, showcase their writing chops, if you will. At the end of the day, the purpose of this is to, yes, give people an idea of what they're expecting, but also you really want to make it clear what they're going to get. So for example, if you use a bunch of terms that are really, it's language that's inclusive to you and your community, but it's exclusive to people outside of your community, this is a tool to bring people into your community. So you want to be light on those phrases that are exclusive to other people because you're wanting to bring them in. Once they're in, then you can introduce them to that language and you know they can start to use that phrasing. But if they're not in yet, you don't want to alienate them before they get there. So the, the headline is going to imply the benefit, right? Like how to get more opens, more clicks, and more sales from your emails. Well, okay, I want to know how to do that. Sure. And that is the uh, headline on my landing page for crafting the perfect welcome series guide. So your headline needs to imply the benefit of what they're going to get when they download the, the gift or when they watch the video or, you know, when they grab the checklist, whatever it is that you're actually giving away. The short description is very, very short. We're talking one to two sentences here, and you want to build a rapport. So paint the picture for people. What are they struggling with now, and what would they like to not be struggling with? Are you struggling with getting people to open your emails? What would it mean for you if even 10% more of people could do that? There's a missed opportunity, and I'm going to tell you about it, for example. And then your bullet points are, you know, it's three things minimum that are inside the guide or inside whatever it is that you're leading them to, it's a benefit, right? You can uh, discover the most underused email in a sequence. You can discover a method to make sure people open every email in the sequence. You can, you know, um, what an open loop is and how to use it to build rapport and relationships with your email readers for example. Each of those would be a really great bullet point. When you make bullet points, you want them to raise curiosity. So you don't want to give away too much, but you still want to imply a benefit. For example, I didn't say which email or why this email is the most underused in an email sequence. I just implied there is an email that's underused in an email sequence. And that's enough for somebody to say, well, I want to learn about that. I would like to know more about that. So, okay, I'll go ahead and give you my email. And then, of course, um, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, definitely call to action, call to action, call to action. They're incredibly important. Make sure to tell people that they need to uh, drop their email in order to get this gift. And one thing I like to do throughout the marketing sequence for people is to really build expectations and then meet them. So especially now with a lot of places having really strict email laws, I am not a lawyer, nor do I play one on this podcast, FYI, but you want to tell people that when they sign up for this, they're not just going to get the gift, they're going to be on your list, okay? So that can be in the form, that can be in the confirmation email, that can be on the landing page. I recommend having it everywhere. And it, it can be really short uh, addition to your sentence. For example, on most of mine, what I say is something like, Put your name and email address below to get this gift and get regular emails about marketing insights. That's all you need to do. You've told them you're going to email them more than once. You've told them that by signing up, they're going to get this and more emails, but that's okay because you've at least let them know that it's not just getting the gift. 
right? Because if it's just getting the gift, that's a different situation and you do need to be complying with local rules and laws in your own country. So do your research and look those up. But, you know, have a call to action. It needs to be incredibly obvious and it needs to imply that you are going to be contacting these people again. So uh, a quick overview for everybody. Converting landing page is going to have a headline that implies a benefit, short description of the gift, an image of the gift if you can get it, at least three bullet points about why they should get this gift, and then a very direct call to action which has the form for them to fill out and put in their email address and maybe their first name. All right, so those are kind of the basics and a quick overview of a layout of a a landing page that's going to do really well for you. And remember, you want to have that inclusive language. You want to have the language that everyone can understand whether or not they're in your community because you're bringing them into your community. So they're not a part of your community yet and they don't know necessarily the terms that you use. So make sure that you're, you know, creating this to A, attract the right people for your community. Don't pick a topic that you don't want to talk about in your community. All right, that's it for today for this episode of the Audience Converter Podcast and our special series about the Strangers to Loyal Fans process. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you are looking for information on, for example, how to create a landing page, do be sure to check out theaudienceconverter.com slash resources. That is where you can grab one of my lead magnets and see my landing page. You can grab one of my lead magnets, which is all of the resources for software that you might need to build your many marketing assets. Again, theaudienceconverter.com slash resources. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, remember, keep calm and carry on and create your landing page. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.